Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Achenpong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first one million in net worth and beyond. Is this this the first? This is the first episode of 2024. Is that right? Yes, right, man. And we act like this is our first episode ever, not even realizing when we got started recording. But Right. You know, it's all good. It's all good. We, at this point, we family, right? We a hundred and yeah. what thirty something plus episodes in at this point. We should know. Yeah. I need. I need to like. Yeah, I, 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 I think at this point, at this point, we definitely 100, 120, 130 plus. At this point, man, I ain't gonna say we're gonna drop the full professionalism, but I think that we just need to like. I want to treat this more of like that them the fly on the wall conversation. Like they they can they don't get to right. know who we are. Like that, I think the best thing we're gonna do this year is like before we start each episode, do like five to ten minutes of just like what we are what we normally talk about, and then go into the episode yep. to give us some more insight to who we are, man. Big fact. So with that being said, let's let's get into it, man. The last time we talked to y'all, well, we had our solo episode, and we had a few couple a couple of dope guests. Shout out to. Murray, shout out to Gamal. And those um, fire. We were going some into fire, fire. Those, yeah, those are fire. Got a lot of great feedback on those. Um, going into the award show. So we literally recorded all those episodes going into the award show. So this is our first time talking to y'all post-award show. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, right? You've under had, a mother to see, rock. <laughs> you've had to see, excuse me, the flood that is the Melon and Money Awards, right? It was, it's one thing to talk about it. You know, we talked about it, you know, incrementally all year long, 2023. Um, but it's another thing to see it. Um, so y'all, man, we we are just honored and grateful to be able to host such an incredible experience. We are thankful for everybody who made it out. If you made it out, hey, listen, you had a good time. If you didn't make it out, we'll see you this year, right? Hey, don't, look, don't, don't miss it. We try to tell y'all. The, you played yourself for War Goes too. <laughs> yeah, you played yourself, right? But but it's all good because we're gonna be doing this. You know, every year for the foreseeable future. So it was a good time, man. So I mean, I mean, uh, Cardi, anything you want to you want to share just about like the overall experience and just like you know, what are your thoughts about the award show? It was the best thing we've ever done to this point. Right. And you've been saying that for a while. I'm like, dude, have yeah, you saw yeah. every? Are you this, saying this? the best thing we ever done? I'm like, have you solved other things that we've been doing? And then it right. happens. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to tell him he's right again. So there's that. Yeah. And the good news is next. This year is going to be even better. I already like I already know what it's going to look like. I already it's going to be a vibe. So, but y'all, I mean, it, it just I think just being able to have an ex- world class experience like that, where you know we get to celebrate uh, black wealth and just wealth for people of color as as a whole at the highest level, and we're tracking it. And I think that's what really blew people away is like, yo, like y'all got real data. Like y'all not y'all not just, like most people just say like, oh, I'm for the culture. Oh, we got we helping we helping build generational wealth. Like, oh no, y'all really y'all really doing it. You know, like. Has several of our peers come up to us that we're not trying to reinvent this. We'll, we'll submit our numbers next year. We won't play around. Um, so shout out to y'all for the humility in that regard. But man, we are better together. Award show is a complete vibe, and we are excited for 2024 and everything else we have in store for the year as well. Yeah, man. Um, it's crazy, man. Because I know we're gonna talk about 2024, and I spent the last days of 2023 um reflecting on what 2024 was as as a year in total and i think that's something that everybody should do because so many things happen mm-hmm. in these 12 months and we just only remember highlights from each month but we take some t- a few yeah. hours to sit down and really reflect 
on it, man. It's just crazy how much you can get done in a year. And it's unimaginable yeah. what you can get done in a decade, man. So just unimaginable. Yeah, unimaginable. So just say stay with the grind, man. If the last if 2023 didn't go well for you, it's okay. You got another stab at 2024 to become the person um and and achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So man, let's just let's get it started on the right foot. Big facts, big facts. Let's so let's talk about some current events, some stuff that's been in the news lately. Uh so I know you saw what happened with Taraji. Um she kind of, you know, got emotional on stage. I think one of the interviews for the color purple, which real quick, I might lose my black car here. I've never seen the first color purple. Have you ever seen the first color purple? I've never seen any of the color purples or read the book. At yeah, all. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Haven't read the book. Apparently, that's like a that's like a no go. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm gonna I, see this movie. But I heard it was good. You plan to see yeah. it? I mean, like it's. I don't. I don't plan to see. I never plan to see anything that's gonna make me sad. Like I don't do sad movies. I don't do scary movies. Why would I want to put myself in a position to be? Why would I pay money to be scared or pay money to cry in public? Like why? Why, why would I do that? So I, I don't plan to see. So you don't. You don't. You don't do scary movies. Wow. I don't do scary movies at, at all. Like I, I'll do a sad. I don't do it at. Wow. All. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix? or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about financial flicks, as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Wow. Well, you imagine I'll walk out common. of the movie theater. Yeah, literally. You imagine have something in common. I don't mind a scary movie. Oh, but she won't, she does not do scary movies either. So you oh, just okay. kick your feet up on a couch, paranormal activity, is a popcorn, you good. I'm I'm straight. Yeah, I'm Gucci. Just <laughs> soft, like, no, no soft, one, no soft five at night in the house by yourself, pop on soft five, good glass of wine, you chilling. Yep. Something uh, is seriously wrong with you. The case may be. Yeah, bro, listen, it's just a movie. Okay. It's just uh, a movie. Uh, now, now that opens up a lot of questions. Do you ride roller coasters? Yeah. Okay. It, it, so you, it's so you're, adrenaline. You're, you're like, it's thrill. Like, Thrill, thrill, so thrill, and scary movie is two different things. Cause like, if you sit there and watch, uh, what was that? Um, what's the scariest movie I ever saw? Um, The Conjuring, and then you try to go to sleep after that, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. Like, let's just me. Call me scared. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll die on this hill, bro. Anyway, okay, that, there you have it. Carter doesn't anyway, do scary movies and I, and, I, and I okay. am adamant about it. I, I'm adamant about it. Anyway, so Taraji, fair enough. The color purple. I heard it's a great movie. You're going to be in tears. Biggest opening uh, on Christmas Day since 2009. Second biggest wow. opening in Christmas history, right? And she almost Amazing. she almost backed out of the deal because, in a nutshell, they were playing with her money. They were undermining her value uh, in the movie. She's a lead character. How you go undermine the lead character's value in a movie Crazy. this big? In anyway, she's at the studio is basically, basically undermining her. She almost walked away, but for the because of what the movie was going to do for the culture, she sucked it up. Yeah, and she did the movie. Now, mm. her emotional episode on that podcast was due to this is not the first time somebody's undermining her value. 
right? And it's crazy mm-hmm. to think that of all people, you're going to undermine value in like black acting space, especially a female like Taraji right. and Viola Davis. Like those, those two people, right. I think been like they paid their dues. They, it's like they come to the table mm-hmm. with the, what they're asking price. But it's crazy because that's obviously not the case, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's, it's, it's a testament of like, even at the, it seems, right, even at the highest level, um, whether it's athletes, whether it's entertainers, whatever, like at the end of the day, you're just highly compensated employees at the end of the day, right? Like you're still subject to somebody else writing the check and determining and them determining what your worth is, right? For some people, it works out fairly well, the Will Smiths of the world, and they've been able to, you know, get 20 million a movie and stuff like that. But for a lot of people, right, it doesn't it doesn't work out well, which is why um, you know they make a lot more money from endorsements in other ways because like when it comes to the actual check for the thing that they actually are world class at, they don't typically always get their worth. I think we have seen a dynamic shift in all industries um, as it relates to you know compensation and ownership and leverage uh, that's dramatically different than it was probably twenty years ago. But as we can see, it's still happening. Uh, you know, pretty consistently to some of the greatest actors and entertainers we've ever seen. So I think it's, it's and, very interesting. And, and, and I think that's why a lot of actors are starting their own production companies. I think that's why Dwayne Johnson has, uh, you know, seven yeah. bucks production company, because that way they can get a piece of just the movie's earnings. Like, I don't compensate me at all. I'm going to get 15 percent of what this movie grosses. And we are good. Right. right? Um, put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. So, um, and, and somebody, and I went through the comments before the episode, and some people, because she mentioned like, um, if she only gets paid ten million dollars, and somebody was like, "How are you going to say only ten million dollars for a movie?" Well, mm-hmm. then she proceeded to do, to do the breakdown, and this was really mm-hmm. dope for me because I thought everybody knew this, but apparently they did. Yeah. Because because yeah. I used to be, I used to be a business manager, as you know, I used to be a business manager for a lot of creators. Now my clients were actors and movie writers, not at the biggest stage, but they would definitely get their movies and roles and uh, scripts picked up by Netflix, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like Taraji's example, you get a $10 million check. Yeah. 40% of that's going to IRS off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if yeah. you live in California, 50%, because now you're dealing with the state tax. So 50 off the cuff Which a lot gone. of them do. Because they're in Hollywood. Because yeah. they're in Hollywood. So 50% off the cuff gone, right? Then your agent or manager gets anywhere from 10 to 20%, depending on how you negotiate, right? So let's just say an average, you get 50% to your manager slash agent. The lawyer who negotiated the fees, who negotiated the script, is probably going to get anywhere from 5 to 10%. So now you're at 25% with agent and lawyer combined. Then guess what? Me, your faithful business manager, we get 5%. That's industry standard. 5% off the cuff. We have to manage the money, do the books, we do the accounting, do the taxes, uh, pay your bills. So 5% off that. So now you got 30% gone by your team, 50% go by the IRS. You got 20% left and you haven't even paid anybody who works directly for you, meaning your assistant, your building, your rent, all those people. So you got like mm-hmm. 10 or 15% left. So 10 million turns into to, to to 1.5 million. Quick. And you haven't even bought yourself nothing. You, ha- you haven't even bought you haven't even bought yourself nothing for the six months you was on set. You know what I'm saying? Now let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mr. Tax Guru. So my question is: you know how a lot of celebrities and entertainers be getting in tax trouble? Are they legitimately having to like are they are they getting that money like a like an employee and legitimately having to pay that 40%? Or are they getting all the money? And having to know that they need to allocate a large percentage away for taxes. Like how, how does that work on there? Could you imagine having a financial coach 
that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Phenomenal question. At the beginning, they all take the money. At the beginning. Okay. And you, you even hear, hear okay. Kevin Hart talk about this. At the beginning, yeah, yeah. they all take the money. And then they come mm-hmm. next year, they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes that they don't have the money to pay for. So then they end up mm-hmm. having to do a project for free. Then their next project, that's $500,000, they give half that yeah. to the IRS off the cuff. Then they take the other half and pay the old tax bill. And then they say, all right, don't show me any money. That's not mine. So Taraj is in that yeah. Yeah, is in that place in her career. Don't show me any money. That's not mine. Got you. Got so, you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. So yeah, all that being said, guys, it's like whether you are uh, an employee or whether you're an actor or entertainer, you have got to put yourself in a position where you have some level of leverage or control over your destiny, right? Um, LeBron James, uh, granted, he's, he's an extreme example and he get, he does get paid his worth, right? Relatively speaking, from playing ball, but very early on, right? Securing the right contracts, um, putting business infrastructure in place. He has a production company, um, has a lot of different things going on because you have to have something that you can control, right? At the, end of the, at the end of the day, even though LeBron is super great, if he got too political on something or if they, if he ruffled too many feathers, there's a chance that, you know, his bag could get messed up too. Right. Um, so whatever it is, like, and, and that's just one of the ways that, you, that your, your money could get messed up. Just put yourself in a position to where you have control, no matter how big you think you, you are, how much money you make, you just, at the end of the day, are a highly compensated employee if you're in that scenario. Right. Which is why we talk about entrepreneurship all the time. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. Um, and with that being said, uh, somebody who is in more control uh, of his money, uh, Mr. Uh, Javante Davis, um, boxing extraordinaire. I forgot how much he made on his last fight. Them boxing checks crazy. Them boxing like like you, you think think about it for a second, man. Not not to take anything away from boxing. Like I think that's right. If you a boxer, you, you deserve every dollar that you're paid. But you're right. you have one fight every three to four months, sometimes six months, and that fight about forty five minutes. If it goes all 15 if it rounds. goes all the way, so right. it's twenty minutes on average, twenty five minutes on average. Yeah, you have to train for it, but every athlete has to train for everything they do on the big stage. Them checks right. are outlandish compared to any other sport. It's ridiculous. Outside of soccer, yeah, those checks one yeah. fight twenty five thirty million dollars. It's crazy. 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 Yeah. So, um, I mean, I should, I, I, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go get knocked down for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, half yeah. Of that. Go do a couple rounds. Oh. Go do a couple rounds. You know what I'm saying? And people, oh. and people, and people outside <laughs> get knocked out for free every day, bro. Jeez. Every uh, day <laughs> for free. You know what I'm saying? You got to be messed mm. up. But anyways, so he bought a yeah. whole 
block, didn't he? Yeah, man. He went back he to his old, old block. His old block in Philly. It didn't just didn't just buy the house he grew up in. Because that's not the everybody. That's something I want to do. Like go back. Like, oh, this is how I grew up in. Let me buy it. Like he bought the block. I'm like, all right, bro. It's different. There's le- different yeah. strokes of different folks, bro. Le- levels to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my, I think so Mike he, Epps just did something similar too. Did you see that? Mike Epps, uh, he just bought. Went back and renovated. Not only bought, but went back and renovated, uh, gentrified every house on his block. And and I that saw that. I'm like, too. I don't know where that money ain't in his pockets, but man, like Friday, the checks still coming, bro. Like, like I don't, I don't. Now, think he, I mean, he, bro, was, he got he got like an active. He got stand up. I mean, he got uh like a special on a few specials on Netflix. Uh, he he been in a lot of movies, bro. Like. Like the, 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 like we're just so used to people messing up. They like we're so used yeah, to a list celebrities messing yeah. up their money that a B you like they were looking like a damn B list celebrity still doing okay. And buy yeah, a block. Nah, he, he yeah, 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 yeah. So kudos to him. Shout out to Mike Epps. Shout out to Javante Davis. Love to see the the crossover um, into the financial literacy lane of you know doing something with the money, make making the money work for you, man. Because that's so so huge, right? Pause. Um, <laughs> and, and right, you got like. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. listen. It's, it's a new year, but it's a new year, but it's the same me. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we could but not speak- start off. The first- Go ahead. We, we about to say? No, I was about to say the same thing you about to say. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. We can't start off the new year, right, without talking about how to level up with your finances, right, in 2024, right? Now, I'm not one of those guys who see people in the gym in January and turn their nose up. Like, oh, you're not going to be here in three months. If you are trying and making an attempt at bettering yourself in, in, the, in the crazy world that we got going on, I tip my hat to you. I hope you stay the course. I hope that you stay consistent and do whatever you got to do to make it work. I'm not the guy that's going to shame you. So uh, we want to just spend some time sharing what we think, sharing just some of the ways that we think can help you level up your money, level up your financial goals in 2024. 1,000%, man. And like, like you said, like just because new year, new money is cliche and everybody like wants to get their finances together in January, that don't mean go against the grain, bro. Like if your finance is not yeah, right, yeah, yeah. you let use January 1st as the time to be like, all right, let's reset this thing and let's get on the absolute right track. And like, I don't care what anybody say. There are things I need to get better at. So I know if there's things financially right. I need to get better at every single year, then there's things, right. then there's things that everybody needs to get better at. So right. we would like to just... Give you awesome game. So we might have talked about some of these things before, but that don't mean it don't work. Just because you mm-hmm. heard it last year, did you do it? Is the question. Did right? you do it? Some of y'all might just must, might just recently be getting tapped in with the Melanin Money Show. I might have listened to the OG episodes, which is crazy, by the way. Like go back and listen. But yeah. um, but yes, yeah, so we want to make sure that we, you know, give y'all some sauce. All right. So let's get into it. You cannot know where you're going if you don't know where you're at. It's just, it is what it is, right? So the first thing you got to do is you got to audit, right? You have to do an audit of your expenses. Where the heck is the money going? Have you ever logged into your online banking on a Tuesday in particular, right? Tuesday. You want to like Tuesdays be the worst, like, man. Yo, what, what ha- like what? Ha- you got like you like you getting you getting uh, uh, ate up? Like what happened? You know what I'm saying? You dodging you dodging bullets. You dodging punches because impending transactions have hit, right? And you're shocked. It's almost like back in college days for those of, for those of y'all who went to college. And the grades came out and like, you feel like you did, you did okay. But like, you was a little nervous to look. You didn't really want to see if you, you know, what, what the grades were. That's how some of y'all be logging into y'all online banking. Cause y'all have no pulse on where your money is at. Right. I have every notification possible when it comes to uh, my, my personal spending. So, cause I want to make sure I know what's going on. Shout out to DJ, shout out to DJ Khaled. He said, he said he don't have a business manager. He said, 
He said he swipes his card for everything. He said he's the only one that spends the money. Nobody manages his money. He what he said? He said, um, what did he say? He said, uh, even the bank, they have to get a verbal confirmation from me. He said, if I, if I say the wire is good through email, now nah, you got to call me. Like, make sure. <laughs> I, he, said, and he, he said, even then, don't believe me. <laughs> Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire? who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth. If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're gonna get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in net worth. You're gonna receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. He said, nah, bro. Like he said, I got, I got to make sure I know where my money's going. But first and foremost, you got to do an audit, right? So what does that look like? Now, we are at the beginning of the year. So here's going to be a healthy but painful exercise. You're going to log into your online banking first and foremost. And you're going to scroll all the way down to the bottom order for the past 12 months. There's going to be two columns that you get to look at. All money in, all money out, right? And I want you to look at those columns, right? And ask yourself, does that surprise you? Number one, like, damn, okay, I didn't realize I made, I had that much money flowing to the account. But more importantly, I didn't realize I had that much money flowing out of the account. Where did it go? Do I feel like I know where it went. Do I feel like like I still have some of it, right? Like that is going to be an eye-opening exercise. And now is probably a better time than any to do it. It's going to be painful. I'm, more, I'm letting you know right now, it's going to be painful for most of you, right? But it's going to be very eye-opening to let you know like, yo, I got to get it. I got to get a grip on this, right? <laughs> then once you look at the macro number, the big number, then you got to start doing, digging into it. Okay, like where, what makes up this number? Where did my money go? Was it food? Was it gas? Was it shopping? Was it getting my hair done? Like, what was it? Where did the money go? Right? That's what, that's, at least that's what I would do. That's, that's step two. Then from there, if there's anything that should be eliminated in a subscription that you, you know, shouldn't have had. Now, now there are better ways to do this, but I'm making you do it manually because y'all need to feel this. You know what I'm saying? Then you go through and see, is there any expenses that can be eliminated? Right? That's the first thing. I should have been canceled this. Let me highlight that. Right. I can't believe I'm still paying for that. Like go through and figure out all the expenses that can be eliminated. That's that's exercise number one. Then go in relative to what you think it should be and ask yourself, are there any expenses that can be reduced? Right. So, for example, you look at your eating out budget. It's like I got I'm going to eat out, but I shouldn't be spending eight hundred dollars a month. Right. So then you can start. Then you highlight maybe that yellow. So highlight everything that you want to eliminate red, highlight everything that you want to reduce yellow because then ultimately, then you can go back and set a realistic budget that you can start tracking. So that is my 90 second expense audit blueprint for anybody. You don't have no, you don't got no special software. All you got to do is log into your online banking, print your bank statements out and get to work. Yeah, man. I, I think one of the best things is something so small. And I'm like looking at it right now. Um, one of the best things that I did for me 
is turn on my alerts for every credit card that I have um, mm-hmm. uh, to text me whenever I spend money, right? So like every time I, my card is swiped, I get a text and like what it does. And like, I realized a lot of stuff I didn't know what it was. So I would like hit my assistant like, yo, what is this $2,000? What is this? Oh, what is this? Yeah. $500? And I'm like, okay, right, cancel that, man. Cancel that. And like that probably helped right. me find, you know, two to $3,000 a month, man, for at least from my business standpoint, it's stuff that we're paying for that we used to need, but that we don't really mm-hmm. need anymore. So I think that everybody needs to do that. I know it's, it's, it, it's scary, but like, yo, it, it allows you to fix things in real time. Cause you might be at the, at the bar or something, and then there might be a typo at the bar. You're like, I didn't spend three hundred dollars. You go back and you're like, oh, th- th- that's a typo. We'll refund you. So like, it's helped me, yeah, in real, in Tremendous. real, in real time, uh, fix things that weren't supposed to be charged to my account. Yeah, because and, when and you don't, cookie, when you yeah. don't, because if you don't do it on a regular basis, then it's really hard to sometimes remember what it was, right? So like, I encourage you, like, after you do this initial audit, like, we we call them money dates in the Melanin Millionaires Club. Right. Like once a week, whether it's like end of the week, top of the week, sit down and do what we just told you to do, but do it week. Right. So that way you can connect the dots on what those expenses are. Matter of fact, remember we was in Miami. I told you we went out to eat and then they, like, I got this crazy room service charge. Like there's no way that's possible because I ate at the restaurant. It's not even connected to the hotel, like in terms of like room service. So I was like somebody else spent that money. It wasn't me. So I had to get that removed. It was like two hundred dollars that it wasn't me. But if I hadn't paid attention to that, right, that might have slipped through the cracks. But how many times? Can that happen to where you now have spent an extra $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 unbeknownst to you just because you don't have awareness? So after you audit, it now creates a level of awareness for you to be able to make better spending decisions. 1,000%. 1,000%, man. So that's the first thing you all need to do. And I know it's going to be painful, but you got to do it at least if you want to like get better control of your money. Um, the second thing I recommend everybody do, and this is like, just a way to eliminate human error. And this is something that I need to get better at. I spent the month of December last month fixing this problem because it wasn't up to the T that I wanted it to be. And that, that and what I mean is automating your investing. Like the whole pay yourself first mantra. Y'all hear it all the time. Y'all read it in books. Y'all hear it on different podcasts. What does paying yourself truly mean? That means that if rent comes out on the, uh, on the, on the first, and the phone and, and the phone bill comes out on the third, and your car note comes out on the fifth. All those payments, the car company is not gonna call you every month. But hey, man, you got that three fifty for the car, bro? Like, not like no, right. they gonna take that money out your account every single month. So that stuff is automated. All your bills, most of your your major bills are automated. So your major expense, the biggest bill you should have is well, the the goal should be the biggest bill for you to have is the bill that's, that's paying yourself for investing. My biggest bill every single month is the money that comes out of my account to my investment account. And that is needs to be automated. So now I'm automating all of my investments so that by the third or the fourth, like if I ain't got no money to spend the rest of the month, I ain't got no money to spend the rest of the month. I'm not investing at the end of the month. So so right. what I did, I used the month of December to go through all my accounts and Make sure my auto pulls is on for my investments. Then I increased all of my automatic payments for my investments because my goal is to invest more this year than I did last year. And I think that's something that everybody can benefit from by yeah, just increasing um, uh, by automating their investments. Yeah, hundred percent. I came up with this quote for this very reason probably eight years ago. Uh, automation trumps determination. I know all of you guys have the desire to invest more, or you're determined to do the right thing, but the road to hell is paved with, paved with good intentions, unfortunately. I know that sounds really dramatic, but like, it's true, right? Like, like everybody has good intentions, but like you have to 
automate, right? To eliminate failure as an option, right? So like, like put these guardrails in place so that you don't have to look up three, four, five, six months from now, man, I really said I wanted to invest more this year, but you know, I had a reminder on my calendar to move money over and then something happened and I, I always forgot and it didn't happen, right? Automation trumps determination. So if you set it up, you don't have to worry about it. Now make sure you have it set up to where the money's actually going to be invested because you don't just want to move the money from your bank account to your investment account, right? The money's not invested, but make sure that you automate those investments and you will be much better off come 2025. Yeah. And like, there are so many companies that allow you to do this. Um, Acorn is one of my favorite. I just went to Acorn. I went my Acorn's account and I found five figures that I didn't know existed um, because I hadn't checked the account in a year because it's been taking money out of my account every single month. One thing I did realize mm-hmm. that it could have it could have been more, but because you know Acorns has that feature where if you spend a dollar and five cents, they'll take the ninety five cents mm-hmm. and put it away. All of my accounts right. linkage, had, all of my accounts linkage had had fell off. So for like the last eight months of the year, mm-hmm. there was no roundups from from investing. Only the money I was putting there every single month. So like something as small as that. That I could have had extra two, three, four thousand dollars invested if I would have if I would have mm-hmm. had the, the the wherewithal to pay attention to realize like yo, um, your automation for your investments aren't going the way you thought they were. So something easy, y'all, automating your investments, making sure that uh, you treat treat it like a bill, pay yourself first, have it come out before any other bills. Because when you got to pay rent, you got and this is real. I mean, you people might not agree with me, but like if you pay yourself first a thousand dollars and you realize your car note is three fifty and you only got two hundred dollars. I promise you, as a human being, you'll be you'll be surprised at how quickly you find a way to make $150 to not have to get that car back. Ooh, that's big facts. Yeah, like I, you you gonna right. become you're gonna become some type of side hustle extraordinaire to keep that to keep that Lexus you got in the driveway, right? But if yeah. it was something, if it was something like just paying you, if it was just yourself, you'd be like, oh, I pay myself eight hundred dollars this month instead of a thousand. Like, nah, man, treat it like a bill, put your back against the wall to make sure that you're able to cover both. Go broke investing. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Right? Like, like. Like focus on investing first, right? Put your money up for investing and then you figure out your lifestyle, right? But do not do not put investing on the back burner because your future self, right, is going to thank you for that commitment because time is the only thing that you can't get back, right? Like, so while you have time, putting that money away as much as you can. So then when you look up three, four, five years from now, 10 years from now, it's like, man, I'm so glad that I stayed the course. Like, I, I, like I'm telling you, it changed my life forever. When I was... I think it was probably two years into my financial advisory career. Gentleman walked into my office. He's probably 44 years old, had his wife with him, had his young kids with him. He basically was telling me that he was like going to have to start over. Basically, I don't I had a 401k. I cashed it out. You know, try to start this business didn't work. And based upon my knowledge at that point, which was very traditional, it was like, you know, there was no math equation where that he was going to be able to successfully retire. Right. Like he made about 50, 60 grand a year, whatever it was. Um, so unless he like dramatically changed his career trajectory and invested almost everything he had, I didn't see a world where he was going to be able to retire. Right. And I, and, and me having to tell him that in front of his wife and like the way she kind of like looked at him and has kids in the office, like it changed everything about me in terms of like how I approach this business. And so I'm telling y'all guys, like you don't want, you don't want to regret 
like not making these small incremental decisions now while you can. Because I'm not saying that you can't change your life or become an entrepreneur and figure it out and understand how to play catch up, but you don't want to put yourself in that position if you don't have to, right? One of the easiest ways to not have to be in that position is to start now, be consistent and automate your investment. That part, that part. And here's the third thing, man. And like, y'all just got, some of y'all don't want to hear this, but y'all got to hear it. Some of y'all don't got a saving problem. Some of y'all don't got an investing problem. Some of y'all don't got a budgeting problem. Some of y'all just got to make more money problem. Like, that's just what it is. Like, yeah. you are breaking your neck to, like, not buy Starbucks, not eat out, peanut butter and jelly, ramen noodles. And that math still ain't math, right? So the, the, reality, the reality for you is you don't have a saving investment problem. You just have a make more money problem. And to fix that, you just have to find ways to generate more income with, believe it or not, GA, you can speak on this. I think finding a way to make more money is dramatically easier than going through and trying to cut every single expense. Yeah, it's it's not only is it dramatically easier than cutting trying to cut every expense, right? Like there's it's never been easier to make money online, right? Um, because here's the thing: cutting expenses is a finite exercise. The lowest you can go is zero, right? Like, and then you just got to ask yourself, what kind of lifestyle am I going to have if I cut every single expense? But making more money is an infinite exercise. There's quite literally no cap, as the young kids say, right? On your potential to be able (laughs) to be able to make as much money as you want to make. Right. And just because I love y'all, I'm going to give I'm going to give I'm going to give you a couple. Right. So, like, listen, we're in a digital age. Right. Me and Carter, as you can see, we post clips of of this podcast on our social platform, you know, multiple times a week. Uh, There's other up and coming podcasters who are, you know, trying to get their podcast out there. And one of the easiest things you can do, I've I've shared this one before, I've, I've shared it again is you can actively go out and search people who have platforms, who create content, but the content maybe isn't content, right? Maybe it's not a, up to par. Maybe it's not that they're not that consistent with it, but they have good quality content, but they just don't have, in terms of like what they're saying, but they don't have enough of it or it's not aesthetically pleasing, right? You go to Fiverr, right? You that don't, don't ask them for anything, right? You go find where their content lives. You go to Fiverr, you get three clips made, right? On their behalf. And you come back to them and you say, hey, love what you're doing. Um, I noticed that you don't, you have long form content, but you don't seem to post as much of it on social. Not sure if that was by choice or if you just don't have somebody on your team who can handle it for you. Here's three clips. Let me know what you think. If you like it, we can talk about what it would look like for me to do about 20 of these for you a month. How does that sound? What? So you still, it might cost you, I don't know, 15 bucks. And matter of fact, as I said out loud, there's another way that probably will cost you even less, which you taught me the, the other week, Carter. Yeah, so that uh, I was, like, I was you, on about all that. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why, that's why, yeah, that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't give now. I, right? I know where he going, but, but like, slow down, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you know, listen, listen. I'm good at this. I'm new to this, not true. I'm true, I'm true to this, not new to this. But yeah, it might cost you 15 bucks. But again, like I'm telling y'all, like you, you get three, four of those, right? Like now you're making an extra, you know, three grand a month and you're not doing none of the work, right? You're not doing none of the work. All you got to do is be the middleman, right? There's millions in the middle if you're willing to go get them. So that's just one of many ways, but take the concept. Concepts govern specifics. I'm not going to go through a million side hustles on this podcast, but the concept is this. There's There's always buyers, there's always brokers, and there's always builders, right? Somebody can make something, someone wants something, and someone or something can connect both people. I'm saying for you, if you don't have a unique skill set on making something, and obviously you're not the person who wants to spend the money because you're trying to make some, figure out how you can connect those two people and you can make as much money as you want to make, period. Period. Um, 
Yeah. So like just find ways to make more money, man. Like that that really will solve a lot of your problems. Cause like even if think about this, even if you're doing everything perfectly and your financial life is good and you're able to save, let's call it a thousand dollars a month. That means you're selling mm-hmm. twelve you saving you're saving slash investing twelve thousand dollars a year. Perfect. Life is good, you're happy, you're eating out, you're enjoying life. If you if you decided to find a side hustle that you made an extra thousand dollars a month, guess what? That's an extra thousand dollars that you know you don't need. So now you can just take that extra thousand and just automate that to your investment account. Now it's now you went from a thousand dollars a month to two thousand dollars a month. Now you're investing twenty four thousand dollars a year. That is going to more than two x your speed on getting financial freedom because the way money works, there's there's uh, you'll be you'll see exponential growth due to compound interest. So. Just if, even if you're doing everything fine, if you still find a way to make more money, that's all investing money. Like there are ways that me and GA make money. And because we don't need it, we don't even see it like that. Whatever money is. there, right. OK, cool. That extra that extra three two thousand dollars a month that we made from doing that thing one time. That money is just automatically going to another account to be reinvested. Right. Like buying a real mm-hmm. estate property. The property is cash flowing a thousand dollars. I don't need that money. So that that cash flow of a thousand dollars to go straight to an investment account where I might make twenty percent. Now I'm making a, from a thousand dollars a month to twelve hundred dollars a month. It just depends like how how good the rate is. But if you don't need the money, right. get it out. Like go give your every dollar a job so that your money is not lazy in twenty twenty four, man. Let's just see how big of a difference it is. I'm almost interested, right? So if you invested twenty four thousand dollars a year, right, for twenty years at a ten percent rate of return, that's going to be one point. $5 million, right? So yeah, $1.5 million, right? After how many years? Now, 20. Now okay. let's see what this look. Let's see. Now see what it looks like if you just did the 12,000. 756, right? So you're missing out on $756,000 by not getting that side hustle, right? 756,000. Now you only invested an extra 20, what is it? Let me see. It was a thousand times times 20. So was that 24, 24? Extra 24,000. Is it something like that? Extra 240,000. Yeah, 240,000. My bad. Extra 240. So 200, you only invested 240, but it's making you an extra $756,000. And I don't know about y'all. Maybe that's not not a lot of money for y'all, but I could use the extra 750K. You know what I'm saying? So so like we, no, that's not money that any of us can just walk over because we don't feel like finding an extra way to make an extra thousand dollars a month. You owe it to your yeah. future self to invest as much as you can today so that one day you don't have to work anymore. Period. That's the whole game, y'all. Like, did, did y'all not know that's the whole game of investing? It's not, oh, that's what uh, the, the smart people said you're supposed to do with your money because the, the bank's not earning any interest. The whole purpose of investing is that right now you produce the income, right? You got stuff that you got to buy and you have to go work to create the money to buy the stuff. If you invest enough, your investments can buy the stuff, which means what can you subtract from the equation? Any guesses? Working, right? That's the whole game. And I know I know it sounds super simple, but I really don't think that people grasp that. I think people are like, oh, my job offers is 401k. I'm supposed to put money away for retirement. Like, like that's the whole game. Like you, you're the, the investments produce the cash flow, so you don't have to. And when you think about it that way, it's like, why would I keep robbing myself from the potential of not having to work? I like to call it buying back your time, right? Every time you invest money, you're buying back hours of your life that you no longer have to spend working. If that doesn't motivate you to invest, I don't know what is. I, I don't I don't know what will. 
Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know what we'll either, but I think showing people the number, like, cause we, we, we have financial background. Like once I understood how much extra thousand dollar a month, extra thousand dollars a month, extra $500 a month, once I knew how much that would change over 10, 15, 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. hey, all I got to do is see that number one time. And if you want to go right. ahead and print that number out, put it on your screensaver mm-hmm. on your desk or whatever. So, you know, like if I can get this extra thousand dollars a month, I have an extra $756,000 20 years. From Is it worth right. it? And then is it worth that's your motivation? Yeah. And and it's not gonna feel that heavy to you because you're just doing it monthly, right? Like you just you just that extra extra thousand dollars, right? You just doing what you're doing consistently, it's happening automated. And the next thing you know, you look up and it's like, whoa, you ever like had a bank account that you forgot about low-key? And like, but you had automatic transfers going to, and you randomly logged in and checked. Literally the acorns account that I was just telling you about. I was like, oh, cool. Right. That's like the (laughs) best feeling ever. It's like hiding money from yourself, right? So it's like automated, set it up. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It'll change your life. That part. So, so, I mean, I think those are some some good things, right? To consider. I mean, obviously, there's you know, there's always there's always could be more, but like those are some good tactical, practical things that you can do to start off 2024 and really just crush it this year. One thousand percent. So, that's you what ask that? pick, no, pick one, pick two, pick three, do all four, right? Um, right. And we promise you, this when we, when we bring this episode back in 2025 you will be in a better financial position than you were this year. And that's the goal. We want you to leave better than you came in. That's it. That's it. So what we want y'all to do is make sure that y'all like this episode, subscribe to the channel on YouTube if you haven't, make sure that you uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. We got some exciting updates coming to the podcast uh, platform um, this year that we're really, really excited about. Um, But most importantly, share this with somebody else, right? Because what will make all of this easier is if you have somebody in your corner who's doing the same thing that y'all can hold each other accountable. Hey, did like how'd you do this month? Did you did where all your did all your transfers go through? Did you did you invest your money this month? Did you do your audit? Like, ha- share this with somebody else who you want to lock in with to be accountable with in 2024. If you don't have anybody to lock in with and be accountable with in 2024, maybe you should consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Right? Um, it is a number one platform for people of color who desire to achieve at least their first one million in net worth. At the awards show, we announced, you know, the progress of our community so far. This past year, they improved their net worth by over $60 million collectively. Yep, $60 million collectively mm-hmm. in 2023, um, which will probably triple this year with, you know, our efforts of continuing to expand the platform. So we hope that you're, you're, you're in one of the numbers, right? Because, listen, we're, we're, we just want to see people win. We want to see people hit their net worth goals. But most importantly, we want to see people have some fun while they do it. And we have a lot of fun inside the Melanin Mania's. So see you inside. Y'all. That's all we see got for y'all today, y'all. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Peace. Right the vibes. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.